Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. I know that we've mentioned this before, primarily like more years ago, Mm. but it is such a different space when we're recording when it is light out. Yeah. We've been in the nighttime grind for a while recently, and especially later than usual the last few weeks, Um, especially for me because I'm two hours ahead of (laughs) you Um, or behind, whatever. Time is fake. Please don't get me started. Are not real. Um, (laughs) We're sticking to a a midday situation for the foreseeable future on a weekend, might I add. Not only does it feel very like this is part of my routine of like doing laundry, like it feels very productive. Right. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Right. It gives me a task that I can always know I will achieve on a Saturday, which anything else will not be done. (laughs) A hundred percent. I completely agree. It's very achievable. Mm, And I feel like I don't need to rush Which is nice. Yeah. I will say the only downside is that there is something kind of like, there's something very beneficial to the dark because it's like, oh, yes, sickos. We're having sick thoughts at night. Right. It sets the mood for sure. (laughs) Right. Whereas now we get to have our nasty little jokes and thoughts, but it's fucking bright as shit out. Yeah. I don't know if like the daytime is ready for my 9 p.m. thoughts. You know what I mean? Right. Like... Yeah, I don't know if the goofs really align with like 1 p.m. energy, but that's okay. I You I know, think we're going to make work. push through. <laughs> yeah, you know, new year, new me, new time slot. Yeah, we're zhuzhing it up a little bit, okay? We're zhuzhing. <laughs> we are zhuzhing the garbage to make it yes. <laughs> look very approachable for you all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to Into the Zhuzh. Yes. We are here for you all. Yeah, 2022, left. baby. We are slouched. We have <laughs> been. Stop it, I'm literally so slouched. Right now. <laughs> we are. We I'm are slouching so bad. We're on the fucking dive bar. We're here, just sharing sure. our thoughts to no one. Yeah. Listen, some of us may be slowly and responsibly sipping on some weekend champagne. Fuck yes. Who can say? I will say, as someone who does not drink, right. I, the energy that I feel like I'm going into, not just today, but 2022, is right. the TikTok <laughs> of that person pulling up to McDonald's and it's like, can I have a large Sprite and four hash browns, please? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's exactly the energy. That's it's it. It's just, I... I want I'm, Sprite that's going to erode my insides. <laughs> All the but, way down, but and then but the the hash browns me. will also yeah will ease it down. I think my personal belief is that there's nothing hash browns can't fix. That's true. I think that's I would say potatoes in general, but I do think yes, hash browns specifically are the most reliable. Of yes, it's like twenty five cents and it will make me infinitely yes. happier. A hundred percent. Speaking of which, how are you? Welcome to the new year. How are you doing? Welcome. I haven't spoken to you in years. I (laughs) I haven't spoken to you since last year. Isn't that fucked up? (laughs) I am doing fabulous. Uh, That's not true. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm here. I'm fine. We're feeling it. I watched fucking Miley Cyrus's New Year's special in which she sang with Brandi Carlile and I just like my body, my soul like left my body and I don't know if it's still there in here, but we're here. So that was great. Loved that. Very fun. The amount of gays that got awoke like sleeper agents last year. Yeah, literally. (laughs) It was like a siren song. Everyone was like, what? Excuse me. Hold on. (laughs) What? That's not my happy thing, but it is something if you want to watch it, it's very fun. Would recommend for some fun little vibes. Um, or just watch the Brittany Carlisle thing. Do whatever right. you want. Yeah, either Because that's important. Um, but my happy thing, in retrospect, seems a little depressing, but it is something I've been watching that's been, you know, very good for me and something I really enjoy. Um, it's Station Eleven <gasps> on HBO. I, am, um, I can't believe it's taken you this long to bring this up. I know. I know. Well, because here's the thing. If you're a long time... Uh, 
I wouldn't say fan of the show, but if you're a longtime fan of me, I guess, <laughs> you would know uh, that, like, literally my first tattoo was the first line of this novel. So when I heard that, like, this was going to be a show, like a mini series, I was like, hold, hold the fucking phone. Excuse me. That's yeah, my baby. That's like my boy. coming for your favorite book. Like, yeah, your title. Not just my favorite book, but also, like, Gal Garcia Bernal, who is my boy. The lo- I love him. And also, uh, what's her face? Happiest season. She's so good. Um, not case two, but the, the other one. The <laughs> Yeah. No, I got you. I know you. All of my about. faves. All of my faves, right? And yeah. I was like, and you know, the the former uh, repressed <laughs> a book YouTuber in me was like, I the like <laughs> the the like book was better T shirt just like came back onto my body, you know. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be insufferable for this, but turns out it's fucking great. I have heard and nothing I'm, but great things. Yeah, if you are unaware, it's also a lot. So it's because it's very clearly about a, a Newton situation, um, yeah. and it's much more prescient now than maybe it was in 2014 when the book came out. So it definitely like hits a little bit harder, uh, perhaps. Um, so if that's not your jam right now, totally fine. You don't have to watch right now. You can just do it when you're ready, or if you're right. not ready, that's fine. Um, but it is about a Newton situation, and also about a theater and Shakespeare, and it's wild, but it's very good, and it's very much like a companion piece. You know, it's not like trying to be exactly every single frame of it right. you know which i appreciate that's just like yes they're in that conversation with each other and that's super cool um but it's fucking beautiful and mostly set in chicago which is fun when i first heard about this adaptation i was one very excited because i mm-hmm. one of one of the first things that I feel like I associate with you is Station Eleven. Yeah, um, the amount of people I have forced this book into their hands, being like, right. "Just come on." <laughs> but then I also got very nervous, right? Because anytime that there's right. an adaptation, it's like when you are a lover of something like that, it's like you want it so bad, you imagine it all the time, but then you're very nervous because it's like, "Fuck, if this is bad, right. I this is gonna ruin me." Right, and, and so my whole brand is gone. It's tarnished. Right, exactly. <laughs> I have nothing. Um, I'm going to have to pretend like this doesn't exist for the rest of my life. Um, right. <laughs> and so to hear that that it has received praise from you, I feel like is one of the highest compliments because it is, that is, I, they need to use that review, I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, because yeah. it is, that is the highest scrutiny uh, and so that makes me very excited because I wasn't sure um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it first. And so that definitely, yeah. that it has my seal of approval so far. I think there's only a couple episodes left because it's a mini series or whatever, but it's very good. I'm I'm very in- much enjoying it so far. Um, yeah. Uh, how are you, my friend? How is your new year so far? Um, my new year is about 12 hours in. Right. Um, fresh. We're fresh in the new year. We are, we are fresh. And so I, I I have made this mistake before on this show of saying, like, uh, this year is going to be the best or this year right. is the worst year. And then, you know, that was like a year into our show. Uh, yeah. When we was up. To, hey, we weren't wrong. Right. We also but we didn't, didn't know how know bad it could get. <laughs> yeah. We, we were we were naive and innocent. OK. Yeah, we were. Um, we were on the first step going down, you know, <laughs> um, but I, I think I am approaching this year very similarly to how I did last year, which is that mm. I am going in with very limited expectations, yeah. um, which is counter to how I've approached, uh, every new year. I love, I give a lot of dopamine from mm. New Year's. I love the goals. I love all of that new stuff. Um, but I think because we are still very in the thick of it with the news, yeah. um, I don't, I don't have the energy <laughs> right. to be let down anymore. And so I am just stepping very quietly yeah. into uh, things and how they are going. Um, mm. And so I am tentatively, I'm here. I'm just here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and th- you know what? Sometimes that's all we can ask for. Right. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna focus on, you know, resting and going slow. Um, whereas I feel like what makes me very nervous about New Year's for a lot of folks is they're like, I want to do more and go fast. And I'm like, 
Right. I don't have the fucking energy. No. <laughs> I just want to relax. Okay. Yeah. I don't want I don't know that I necessarily want to be booked and busy anymore. You know? Yeah. I think I just want to chill. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which, <laughs> uh, which brings me to my happy thing. Um, I, and I know we talked about this, which is why I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um, I, I consider it a, a dual happy thing because we do share one brain cell. Uh-huh. I've had the, the great pleasure of watching a documentary um, over the past week. Um, it is, of course, the Beanie Baby documentary. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Beanie Mania. Uh, um, and this meant so much to me as someone who really was, like, too young for mm. this. Mm-hmm. Like, I was... I was a kid who just wanted to play with the Beanie Babies. Right. Um, And (laughs) as is seen throughout this documentary, uh, (laughs) the mothers and the people in general who got very into this did not want to touch the Beanie Babies. (laughs) Right. No. It's like, these need to be pristine because they will be my fortune. (laughs) This will be be all of my kids' college funds. So don't touch it. It's just so wild to see that um, because I always knew about it, but to see it Mm -hmm. in such a like, oh, just to see, I think for me, it was seeing the growth of the company right? um, and how kind of it became an MLM. Okay. Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this desperate need, right, for... What started out as these, like, housewives wanting community, wanting something mm-hmm. to do, and <laughs> and having something to, like, feel a part of, and then it just became This wild. giant, overwhelming thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where people were, like, <laughs> having to, like, they had to get those, like, bank armored cars to, like, deliver these to McDonald's. It's like, what right. are you talking about? What? <laughs> Just the baby ones too. It's, it's like what's the going baby on? Ones. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's so nuts too that like there's so many fun facts in there that are oh just my god, so fascinating. But like the fact too that like early on they're like we're not going to Toys R Us, we're not going to big box stores, we're just gonna like we're go to these like little mom and pop shops. And then like, but also on the double edged sword of this becoming this huge massive thing that like everyone wants to get every single kind or whatever yeah. to pay for college or whatever, right? And it's, like, all these shops had to, like, put up these little signs being, like, we don't have Beanie Babies. Please leave. Leave us alone. Go. (laughs) We have nothing for you. And I think what amazed me, too, and I guess it wasn't really surprising, right? Because Mm. I've seen enough of this and I've, um, to know, but, like, from the original, I think it was, like, three or four women that they had profiled. Right. They had, some of them had immensely studious backgrounds. To the point where, like, they were using the yellow pages, had, like, figured out and deduced where these, the, where the shipments were going. And it's like, right. y'all are so fucking smart. And this company, rather than investing in these women, are mm-hmm. like, nah, we're just going to give you a cease and desist and, like, fuck off. Right. Um, it's just wild, I guess, to see. Um, my question for you was, <sighs> did you, one, were you a beanie baby? and did you ever were you ever told to like keep one in a glass case okay so i i do have a story for this because i i was also similarly young so i was just like oh i'll play with them whatever i think like we had like maybe two or three like i don't remember which ones they were um but they were just like regular plushies and stuff it wasn't like a sacred thing or whatever but My sister, I remember very specifically, had a limited edition Britney Spears Beanie Baby in (gasps) the glass little case. Like it came in, it was pink and it had like Britney, I think, like embossed in the chest or something, like uh, embroidered. Um, and it was in like a little case. I'm, she took it out all the time. So I don't think it's pristine. I don't think it was like a thing that was like, this will be an asset to you later. That wasn't really translated, I suppose. Um, but I remember that. So I hope she still has it because that thing was very iconic. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, the, yeah, I, I remember also too, one, one day I like passed by this, like, just like, uh, 
like somewhat recently a couple years ago this like laundry basket of just like shit outside of someone's like doorstep or whatever um because they're doing like construction or something and i didn't want to take anything so i'm like this also could be some i don't know if it's like trash like street trash yet or if it's just like someone just came out and is moving shit out like i don't know what the deal right. was but literally on the top of it was the fucking princess diana beanie baby and i regret oh every day of my life not just swiping that <laughs> I, I think about it constantly <laughs> that was so i knew about that part going mm-hmm. into it because like how could you not and if they don't right. cover that in the crown it's a fahinist opportunity right yeah seriously um but just seeing that and that like every store had 12 (laughs) right was totally wild um yeah I was also the kind of I feel like I had definitely a couple of the beanie the small ones them like yeah the baby babies yeah um which was so funny right that they were like yeah we're only gonna sell like mom and pop shops like fuck Toys R Us, but then also we're gonna so McDonald's collabo <laughs> with McDonald's, um, because amazing. The so those are the ones I definitely played with. I distinctly remember though, I was given a Beanie Baby <laughs> when I was like, uh, like five or six. I think yeah. it was definitely around like two thousand one. So it was like in the thick of it, right? After apparently when. <laughs> They were like, we're shutting everything down. All right. Um, I was given this bear. It was like blue and purple. And I looked it up after or when I was watching the documentary. And it was like an Easter special bear. Ooh, so it was like a very coveted. <laughs> I, apparently. I looked it up and it was like, it's selling now for like 12 bucks. So I'm glad. Okay, yeah, we'll see. you worried about it. But I was given it and I... They gave it to me in this, like, glass case, and they were like, don't touch it. And it's like, first of all, fuck you. Second yeah, first of all, I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna touch it. If you it. tell me not to touch it, I will touch it. <laughs> but it was so pretty, and it was, like, blue and purple, and it was tie-dye, and it was like, mm-hmm. I just want to fucking touch this bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please, don't take that away um, from me. And the fact that I was told not to, it's like, well, I'm definitely gonna touch this bear. <laughs> so what I'm gonna um, do is touch it. <laughs> And I have no idea where it is now. It's. I feel like we definitely got rid of it. Um, yeah. And I, there was definitely a part of my life where I was like, whoa, what if I kept it? Like, I'm <laughs> rich. And I had such fucking, I was so let down during the documentary when I looked it up, found it, and it's like, oh, it's selling for 12 bucks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I cool. I couldn't even fill my fucking car with gas. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that was a joy. Um, especially because there are, I know there are still folks who are like our age who are getting passed down all these Beanie Babies. Right. Like this will be worth millions of dollars. Just wait. The fact that like Colleen was in it is like, let's bring this back. And it's like, let's not, please. Yeah. The the fact that she's like, well, maybe there'll be another wave and that'll be super sick for me. And then we can all sell it. It's like, that's not going to happen, Colleen. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. Sorry. But Hate to break it to you. The bubble has burst. Biggest fear is Beanie Baby NFTs. Stop. I'm so scared of it, Cody. You don't understand. Oh, yeah. It's totally coming, though, right? Like It has to be, right? Yeah. That's what Gotta I'm Gotta co-opt, of. like, cash in on the same scarcity mindset, you know? It's <sighs> like that motherfucker who was supposed to go to jail for tax evasion and then didn't. Is like right. you know he's on a Patreon somewhere, just like spewing, just like right. <laughs> he's just fucking revving up. Yeah, and I'm oh. so scared. Yeah. Oh god. I don't want to see those things eyes anymore. Like they actually freak me out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so because I don't. I know a couple of my friends who have kids. My fear is like if I gave a kid a beanie baby now, they'd be like, "What do you do with it? Like, what is it? What does it do?" Right. Right. Like, what is the utility on? here? Ooh, yeah. Thanks. Like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I want to get one of those toys where, like, you crack it open and there's a dinosaur inside. Like, right. <laughs> anyways, um, we have, we previewed this a little bit. Mm, yes. We previewed some Batman news. It was more of the Prince last time. Yes. But we do have Batman news. Would you like to introduce this Batman news? Absolutely. We got a hot new trailer, y'all. Holly. <laughs> Holly's excited. Batman news? 
What's your Batman news? <laughs> what is it? Holly is just so, she's just so overwhelmed by the sexual chemistry <laughs> between Robert Pence and Zoe Kravitz in and this how trailer. Did you not, you know, and it, and who among us is immune to it? You know, what no I mean? one, no one. Uh, so this trailer focuses mainly, I would say, on their little relationship, which I love to see it. I'm I a big fan. It. We see some big Batmobile moves, which I also love to see. Love to see it go vroom vroom. Across Chicago. I love to see it. I love to see it. I loved um, the thunderclaps. Yes, the thunderclaps were crucial. Um, I also keep forgetting that Paul Dano is in this movie. Same. <laughs> um, and so he makes his little appearance, which is wild because, like, I feel like up until this point, uh, DC has kind of been like, the Riddler, don't worry about it. He'll be there, but we're not going to promote it at any, at any capacity. Like, just focus on... Selena Kyle, just focus on Batman, just focus on big car, vroom, vroom, let's ride. Just focus on rain and car chases. Right. And uh, as they said in their tweet, the bat and the cat. The bat and the cat, yeah. But now we get get a little bit of of Paul Dano action up in here as Mr. Riddler. Um, So we're just getting, we're trying, they're kind of, all the pieces are... Yeah, it's very uh, just fabulous uh, Da Vinci Code ass um, <laughs> moments. We love it. Um, but yeah, the pieces are falling together. We're getting some more of this. Hopefully, this movie comes out at some point. Yeah, I'm. Um, March fourth is yeah. pretty confident quite, of that. Quite soon, uh, especially for a in theaters only situation. Um, yeah, the fact like, that they're like only in theaters. Uh, okay, sure. Well, but also, but aren't isn't it also because they're Warner Brothers? Don't won't they also do an HBO thing, or is that only specific titles for Warner Brothers? Because I remember that being a big, big thing. Well, as you know, Cody. Yes. It's not a real movie. Right. It's <laughs> not in theaters. That's true. It is. It doesn't exist if it's uh, on your TV screen. Um, so, sorry. Um, but yeah, that also may have been just the 2021 stuff. Maybe they. Pu- that maybe that's also why they pushed it to 2020. I mean, they've been pushing it for a while because of so many different reasons. Um, but I think also maybe to like skirt out of that, like you have to do both HBO and in theaters, um, which like you know, fucking do whatever you want, studio execs, like whatever. But also um, no. But also, but also, yeah. But also, I do want to see this Batman, and I don't want to die. So, (laughs) think about that. I want to see this movie. um, Yes, because for so for so many reasons, right? And I need to see this movie because it is part of my job, right? So, I'm giving you a fucking ultimatum. Mm. You either do a dual release, yeah. Apparently. Holly agrees. Or <laughs> you send me a fucking screener. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to watch this from my home because hello, March 4th. Yeah. yeah. Pretty it, that's That's wild. You. And I will say too, I don't usually shit on, because there's a lot of privileges to like being in the film whatever scene i guess and like having access to screeners and all that kind of shit like there's a lot of privilege there and i don't want to shit on it because like it's a very thing it's a very big thing you know sure. and it's cool and it's amazing but fucking the early 2020 was great for that because most things even big things you could get as a screener even if they're just like you should come right. to a thing beforehand before it's released to the public in a theater just to see it. And, like, I get why people would want to do that to get a full experience of something. But not during a little Newton. You know what I mean? No. Um, but literally ever since, like, fucking this summer, there's been no access <laughs> in that regard outside of in-person screenings. That usually happen in the middle of a fucking workday. Right. Or just, like, in a later screening, but also with a bunch of other audience members that are, like, an early preview situation. Which is also unsafe especially a lot of these people have not have distancing in theaters like amc and shit yeah so uh excuse me sorry especially because one so safety aside which is right. very hard for me to separate at this moment but we have to right because they're so intertwined <laughs> i need to be able to pause i need to be able to pause this because it's, i'm gonna have yeah. to or subtitles or anything like right. that comes I'm with gonna... home viewing <laughs> I'm going to need to be able to pause this because I'm going to be screaming throughout. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie's going to take four hours to watch at home because there'll be so many pauses yeah. of screaming. 
I'm going to, because every time that Rob, even in these trailers, has, like, been looking down with his little, like, fucking bangs, I yeah. will need to pause and cackle. And I can't do that when I'm in a theater and they don't give me a remote. So, mm-hmm. and also, I have seen one, I've been into a theater now once that was right. captioned. Mm-hmm. And the captions weren't accurate. Yeah. They weren't on time and they weren't accurate. And so why, first of all, <laughs> and second of all, that doesn't make for an effective viewing experience for me. No. No. If like the only way that I'm going to have to see this for my job is to have to risk my health. And then for an accessibility the captioning on the screen is not accurate. Fuck! Like, what? <laughs> yeah, come on. So, I, it is frustrating to me, and I know why the studio's execs have said it. It's money. Right. But, like, can we please stop pretending like this is a thing that has to happen? Right. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't no. Need to. No. I just want to be able to fucking laugh in my own home. Right. <laughs> and, and also... Like, enjoy a movie without having two, three masks on. Yeah, seriously. it gets gets uncomfortable, and I'd like to be able to watch it in the safety of my home. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Hollywood? Jesus. Um, (laughs) And maybe not something that's $30. How about that? also $30? God. Yeah. Jesus. Exactly. Anyways. Anyway, this has been our a corner of bitching about the film industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for real, though. Um, yeah. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. So, um, we received an email <gasps> that is less of a question and more so just an uh, exciting comment <laughs> that I'm excited yeah. to share. I love um, that. This is, an, this is an email from Danny. Uh, thank you, titled, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Titled Alice Cullen Hallmark Christmas Conspiracy. I'm already in. I'm, I'm already in. so invested. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Um, and she writes, hey, fam, I don't know if you already talked about this a couple years ago when it came out. But this Christmas, I was home for the holidays and was watching a Hallmark Channel and was watching Hallmark Channel movies with my mom, as you do. As you when do. We st- <laughs> when we started watching this movie called Christmas on My Mind. <laughs> Set in the Northeast, it follows an art enthusiast, Lucy, as she has forgotten the last few years of her life and finds herself falling in love with her ex-fiance from two years prior. Lucy is played by none other then the one Ashley Green, a.k.a. Yeah. Alice Cullen. <laughs> Alice, when turned into a vampire, also lost her memory. I am convinced this movie is just the lost years of Alice Cullen before she became an official Cullen. Hallmark <laughs> trying to pull a fast one, but they couldn't get past me. Happy holidays, and I hope the new year treats you well. Best, Danny. Wow. So apparently this is set in Portland, Maine. Okay, so um, still a little on the nose, you know. It's it's a little on the nose. <laughs> um, and I did not know about this movie prior. So Danny, thank you for sending this. Absolutely. Um, because I feel like you know the way that Hallmark churns out their holiday movies, it's hard to catch up. <laughs> At a breakneck pace, yeah. <laughs> right. They just they never stop. Um, this, I love this. I love this red string that you have here. And I think you We love, you know, harmless conspiracy theories here at Into the Twilight. (laughs) That is really one of our bread butters, you know? Yes. Um, uh, ones that are harmless, that do not, um, that are just for good goofs. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, that are just, just here for our fun. One of the things that I appreciate most about this, um, is that Danny sent this email as soon as it came to her mind. And it, that was precisely on Christmas Day. I love that. I love that. Listen, we got people working around the clock right. around these parts, you know, and we appreciate that. 
the work never stops, you know? It never does, you know? We got emails <laughs> in at, like, 3 a.m. on sometimes. We got people just, like, as soon as, like, just t- furiously typing from their iPhones. <laughs> like, yeah. And sending it. We love it. So thank yeah. you for, uh, I guess, spending your Christmas with us by sending us an email. <laughs> it, uh, it warms my heart, and I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. We love so. to see it. <laughs> Um, when we last spoke, because notoriously we do not speak outside of this podcast. Yeah, it's um, known, yep. Uh, no. <laughs> um, we were reading chapters 17 and 18 of Frostbite. Um, we had a good little road trip to Spokane. Yes. Yep. Um, caught up with some of the Vampire Academy students who had left the ski resort which why would just to enjoy some resort? good old auntie Anne's, you know right. <laughs> just to have some nice food court food just being really sad in a mall food court um <laughs> rose had a da vinci moment in the basement of said yeah. mall crack the code <laughs> crack the code and then they did get caught in a hostage situation at the end yeah and then there were guns and <laughs> everyone got loaded into a van so and that's kind of where we left off that's where <laughs> So that's what I remember. Yeah, no, I think that's a perfect recap. We we pick back up uh, in the van proper, um, and Rose is feeling uh, a little down bad, as you would, as being a hostage, you know. If she was Uh, feeling anything less, I would be concerned. Right. Well, she does have this interesting moment where she's like, you know what? If I like, you know, got beat up or something, and then had to surrender, like that would maybe be a little more acceptable because I'm always out here fighting and grinding. Um, but the fact that we just like went in quietly because they had guns um she's a little uh feels a little indisposed in that regard of being like fuck man like this sucks like this is not how i want to go out you know this is kind of not fun for me or anyone here whatever i can't believe that like i didn't resist these big humans with these big humans with guns um that were so scary um so they're all just like kind of chilling in silence with like like plastic little handcuffs like little ties yeah like zip whatever ties, like zip ties yeah um not blindfolded at all which is uh you know something Choice. to note that they're just like okay we can just look outside the window and see where we are like and also she does the thing where it's like do you think they don't know the city of spokane it's like do you know the city of spokane i don't think you'd really <laughs> why would you I think it'd be pretty hard to, like, find your way back, perhaps, if you're unfamiliar. But, like, I do, like, appreciate that you get to at least see it and get some sort of mental map. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Use that she to your advantage. She start to notice, though, that, like, oh, maybe, why wouldn't they blindfold me? Oh, maybe it's because they don't have to worry about it. They don't think right. that I'll be coming back. Hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> cool. Good to know. Good Just going to keep that. Kinda worry about that makes me hour. feel calm yeah and just like great in silence and just like <laughs> think about this so like they're driving for like under an hour and they go into this like cul-de-sac situation um with this fancy this little garage these dudes are just like bringing them out they got wild like furniture up in here there's a big fish tank <laughs> there's some swords here's what i'll say about Ferrero Rocher unlike yes. Stephanie Meyer Unlike E.L. James, I don't think Ferrero Rocher likes traditional suburbia. No. Because the I don't way think that she so. describes this is like a, like a cul-de-sac and a quote ordinary house is the ugliest thing she's ever seen. Right. It's like repulsive to Rose. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she does a little jab too of being like, they even have those like stupid modern art pieces that are just like a line you could paint. Like I could do that kind yeah. of vibe. And it's like, Rose, that's like, Rose. Come on. <laughs> like, Ew, how gross. Yeah. And it's just like. Ugh, Thankfully this... we don't have to worry about it for long though. Because it does get, uh, what is it, like 10 Cloverfield Lane pretty quick. Right. It gets really doomsday uh, for sure situation. Up in here, like, Eddie's freaking out, Mason's freaking out, this dude, this leader guy is, like, checking them all out and being like, sup, <laughs> like, so, you know, okay, let's restrain you guys. He's just yelling at people, barking orders, being like, "What? you know, get these people fucking settled and figure out. And they're all just yelling at each other. And then, then they're just waiting, which is the worst thing for Rose, being like, we're just gonna sit here in this creepy little house with these creepy dudes and i don't know what's going on i'm scared 
it's truly like the worst mm-hmm. um, because I think that Rose is so used to doing something, right? Yes. Like used to- and being idle is like the worst thing in Rose's yeah. mind, you know? And she's used to like doing something, planning something, and yet here she is with folks who are very much like not prepared Mm -hmm. in a room with no windows, no visible exits other than this like guard who's very Mm -hmm. much like doesn't seem like they're going to get out. And now they're just waiting and it's the worst possible option. Right. And then she realizes that like there are Strigoi here which yeah. is scary because they're like these, okay humans are working with this turquoise these guys big bad right i don't like anything that's going on here we're probably gonna die you know yeah when these two like finally come down the stairs and rose mm-hmm. like notices that um yeah it is so i felt so bad first of all right because like there's like this dude and this woman that feels very fresh like a freshly turned oh yeah like a a new a new which is just like she's like she calls her like a lackey kind of like always just like kind of following in there and it's just like oh it's like a unsettling dynamic for sure yes exactly um the dynamic between these two is hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I appreciated because... A little the, bit of levity is nice here in this very unsettling situation. Because Elena, the newborn lucky, mm-hmm. is hilarious. Very obviously yeah. is like... Just stumbling um, around. Just, <laughs> just is stumbling like... around, has no, has no idea what's going on. It is just like, these are all teenagers they're humans they have blood i Mm -hmm. want it like why are we here right (laughs) and then isaiah (laughs) um rose thinks is this like is obviously like older yeah and is a stragoy which is scary but Mm -hmm. doesn't immediately realize that he is like thousands of years old right like very very old (laughs) like forever old and knows everything about all their histories and stuff and it's like yeah. oh i i know your great 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 grandparents or whatever they were good people <laughs> it's like oh god oh god yeah like when he says that stuff about christian's parents mm-hmm. i could definitely tell that rose is like well fuck like we're we're we're, we're fucked we're toast yes. um we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into <laughs> right um <laughs> Especially because this ends up being really, like, not a, like, they could have just killed all four, five of them really right. quickly. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they're not is scarier. Um, right. Because he does this, like, little jigsaw kind of voice of being like. It's literally a saw, yeah. It's, it's like a saw trap. And he's like, you know, one of you will probably make it out of here but it's really up to you how you want to die like how well you behave like who you want to sacrifice or not sacrifice like it's really up to you guys not in this compromising situation like you've got this it's all up to you and if you're like good boys and girls you know (laughs) it's just like "Mm." yeah like you can get out of here you just have to kill each other Right, like, and that's hello? you know you you've entered my my riddles three, and you have to like do my fun little game. Oh, and, and then also, maybe like, you'll see my freedom. Version of you getting out of here is that you will become Stragoy. So right, you need, so like, you know you gotta just choose which one you think will be best for you. Otherwise, you're fucking toast. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, then they're doing this whole like uh, feeding situation. Yeah. Which, Which. (laughs) I can definitely tell, like, very much at the beginning, right? Because it's been Mm -hmm. less than a day. It's been maybe a couple hours. Um, Right. Christian is still very snarky. Yeah. And still trying to be like, I got this. Like, you'll never, well, you're never going to turn any of us. Eh, Like. Rose, very snarky. And I think that it is, Ferrero Rocher does a very good job of making it clear that, like, the two of them especially are incredibly scared. 
Yes. Like palpably scared, but mm-hmm. are still like, <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I don't give a shit. <laughs> Um, which I appreciated the problem obviously comes in when it goes on for days Mm -hmm. and the I think that the Frere Rocher mentions it right that like the Maroi of um, Mia and Christian Mm -hmm. uh, without water human food or blood are gonna like right. not not last long, right? <laughs> and then the uh, guardians, the like, not even, yeah, the Rose and then um, Eddie Rip and yeah. <laughs> uh, Mason need mm-hmm. sustenance of some kind, right? Because they're more, right, like they're they don't need blood, but they need sustenance because they're going to be struggling, right? But they're not as like weak and frail without right. like in the same way that the Maroi would be because they're very fragile and they need a little bit of yeah. extra stuffs going on. Yeah, um, but yeah, like Rose volunteers being like, if you want to suck any of our fucking blood, do it for me. Like I'll do it. It's kind of a turn on for me in this yeah, kind of kind captive of situation. It's kind of hot. Like, don't worry about it. And he's just like, nope, you're t- you're asking too. You want it too bad. <laughs> like, nope, absolutely not. I'm gonna fuck over all of your friends first before I even think about getting to you. Yeah, I'm gonna do it to poor innocent Eddie. Yeah. And do the strongest compulsion you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. How about that? That's cool with everyone. We're all good with that. And that way, the two people people in quotation marks um, yeah. that feed off of blood can just watch one of their friends um have their blood sucked for several days on end yeah super cool and not traumatic more and more tra- traumatized but also like ravenous right? yes yeah totally Ugh, gross yeah Ugh. it's honestly like not only fucked up yeah but yeah it's very jigsaw like it's yes <laughs> i this is such a a different kind of chapter like it's such a turn from mm-hmm. what we've read so far and i'm like damn frere rocher like do you write yeah. horror like you're kind of good at this yeah like i am spooked <laughs> yeah, i'm shaking like, in my I, boots right now <laughs> i hate it um especially because like the chapter 20 really is not good no no because we're we're feeling the effects of of uh you know me and and christian being like fully out of it you know um a little loopy a little scared and ravenous um and then also rose and everyone's sort of feeling to a lesser extent um that's still primal like oh god we only like get out for bathroom breaks and they're embarrassing and they don't even give us food or water like we're starving out here everything's down bad you know, it's not and great. Like, they're and they're not sleeping. Like, you know, it, it's it seems like they're in like fluorescent rooms, right? Their hands are still right. bound. So th- yeah, they're. I think Rose mentions that she's starting to like nod off, but mm-hmm. it's not just the starvation and the dehydration, but it's also the exhaustion, right? So full like, body exhaustion, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's torture in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. But it also gets fucked when like. I think she says on, like, the second day that she was starting to, like, dream when she nods off. Yeah. Um, and it finally, she, forever she finally confirms what we had thought originally about Rose's mm-hmm. dreams. We get the connections, baby, because she nods to a dream. She's on a little beach in Oregon. And look who it is. It's Adrian. So, first of all, <laughs> Freya Roche, you... Forever shake. Hi. Hello. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi. You have mentioned the Pacific Northwest a couple of times yes. now. Mm-hmm. Specifically in this context, you are saying that the Oregon coast is sunny, sandy, mm. and warm. Can so, I ask where that is? Where? Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think um, that's a zero out of three. Uh, <laughs> because specifically in 2006, um, when we had climate change to a lesser degree, that was really right. hard to find. Yeah. Um, you got to walk to a very specific part of the Oregon coast to find sand on the beach. Yeah, and at the bare just, minimum. Yeah, just oops, all rocks. Like yep. <laughs> uh, 
Because um, there's some, but it most of the time, no. Mm-hmm. And sun and sand and warm, no. Yeah. Sounds like no. a dream. Not real. Yeah. Um, and so Adrian's here, and he's like, oh, hey. Welcome back. <laughs> we've Welcome met in our back little to your dream. We've we've met again in our little fun dreamscapes. Um, yeah. And you still have your cool little uh, like pendant, eye pendant, and, and your belly, belly button, button. And, your, and your and your fictional belly button piercing that only exists in your dreams. Yeah. Um, welcome back. And she's just like, this is weird. Um, so this must be your <laughs> dream. Is this my dream? And he's like, it's both of our dreams, baby. And she's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense, Adrian. What are you talking about? <laughs> dreams are, like, weird. But, Adrian, you're saying some pretty whack shit right now. Yeah. Like, I know dreams usually go a certain kind of way. And it's, you know, I have to, like, spend some disbelief up in here. But this feels weird. Right. Even as far as dream standards go. So what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you are, you are very specific. You're shrouded in darkness. There's something. Like, there's I, a lot of stuff I can't tell you. But, like... <laughs> Let's talk You're more here. about Let's, how everyone else has light around them, Rose. Right, and that you are just, that you are just so full of like tar and darkness <laughs> and shadows. And it's like, uh, God, these two are the this, these interactions between the two are so so much. And Rose is already so out of it; they're so intense. And Rose is clearly not in a state of mind to really be diving deep into any of this other whack shit that's going on. Absolutely. You know, and they're just talking about like, oh, where are you? You know, like, what's, were you in the real world? Whatever. And then like the dream just like dissipates and fades away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, God damn it. To, like become a, a glimmer. He's like, goodbye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, Ed, you'll figure it out. It'll be, make sense to you later. Bye. <laughs> you need to insert 15 more cents for me to stay in your dream longer. Goodbye. Right. If you want more of my, uh, my predictions and my vast knowledge, <laughs> you're going to have to pay the toll. Okay. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Especially because she later on will like try to get back into that dream. And it doesn't work. Um, and that has to, like, Rose is already going through a lot. Can we... Can she just... Yeah, just, just have a second, relax. please. Um, a, a humble dream. A simple, regular dream. Can someone just not be asking her to do stuff at all times? Can she just have right. a nice dream for once? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I am definitely feeling for Christian at this moment yeah. in time. Um, and Mia, obviously. Um, yeah. Mia's going through it, for sure. Mia's, Mia's definitely going through it. Christian is also going through it. But he's pretending like he's uh, stronger and fine. Right. He's like, I'm good. I've never been better <laughs> right now. I got this. You guys don't even have to worry. I am in control. And I'm not breaking on the inside. Always. <laughs> it is unfortunate how entertaining Isaiah seems to find all of these people. Because uh, mm-hmm. he's like, wow, like, all of you keep... Uh, volunteering instead of Eddie. Like, you're all just Spartacus, aren't you? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you all just want this so bad, and poor Eddie just keeps getting the fucking ring. <laughs> he is, and it, it's awful because Isaiah is, like, living off the fact that um, everyone keeps volunteering and, like, wanting mm-hmm. to be used instead of Eddie. Um but now, unfortunately, as Rose kind of finds out, like, Eddie wants it. Um, yeah. Because there was, Isaiah was using so much compulsion, but now, um, now Eddie is, is addicted to mm-hmm. the, to the bites, which is. Yeah, because even good. still, the way that, like, Rose, because um, Rose never uh, gets bitten, at least at this point, um, but it's just, like, there's a lot of, like, um fake outs i guess of yes. him being like let me just lean in and see how much you want it kind of vibe and the way she describes it is like intoxicating right because obviously we know she's done it before and like has this experience with it but she's like that's just with a maroi but with like a strigoi that shit would probably be on another level of drugs you know like a totally yeah. different stage of consciousness and that's why eddie's like so down bad because he's like oh it is kind of i do this is don't don't worry like i got it it's okay i'll be fine you know and it's just like oh man like it down is, bad it's not good it also yeah. is not good that like 
it has been enough time that Christian and Mia have gone without human food or water as well right. as without um, the good slurp. That, that, g- <laughs> that good juice. <laughs> that they are now looking at Mason and Rose and are like, hmm. you know, like a couple days ago, I was like, I would never bite my friends. But, but now... I do kind of need it. <laughs> now so. I can hear your harpy and that is not good so yeah it's driving me up the wall frankly so (laughs) right uh which is rough so yeah um i one thing i did find interesting though is like when rose does kind of like fall back asleep she Mm. wasn't able to go see adrian but she was able to get back into lissa's head which i thought was cool right yeah just like a little uh, swoop in there, which is nice because we kind of get more of the Lissa POV and Alyssa Adrian. Yeah, because the last time that we saw Alyssa, Dimitri was like, "Tell me where they are," and she was like, "Dude, I literally don't." Right. <laughs> yeah, I. I, you I don't know where they are because I don't know. Yeah, it's like they just left without me, and I thought they were going to a party without me or something. Yeah. I'm truly out of my woods here. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not helpful. Um, and she's, she's just like down bad. So and just like you know, what's the what's the what's the temperature? What's going? Is everything gonna be okay? I'm scared. You know, this like talking about like energies and auras. Oh yeah, Adrian's like. So the reason because we find out the reason why Adrian was so obsessed with her isn't because like he wants to like be with her. Right. It was more from a like kindred spirit. Like they both use spirit. Spirit. Yeah. So there's like a a curiosity because there's so few of them, especially in this age, right? Right. Um, and he just like has this proximity and being like, wait a minute, (laughs) what's going on here? I know I know what you can do. Because I can do it too, to some extent. And I love this so much because like I feel really bad for Lissa, right? She's like she's fucked up, like She's very nervous. She probably but thinks her Adrian, friend's dead, you know? <laughs> but Adrian comes in and is like, hey, so so glad that we got to talk. Really glad that we both have the same uh, magic. So, like, what can you do? Right? You're like, right. you're like, can you flex everyone on me? Knows, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows who you are. Everyone knows about your fucking, your bond babe situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so what all can you do? And she's like, I don't. I, I can do compulsion, like, I can heal things. And he's like, yeah, yeah, like, everyone can yeah, do Everyone that. can, yeah, you're not special. But, <laughs> but, like, what what can you do with it, though? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what <laughs> like, do you mean, Adrian? What? Um, and I feel so bad for her in this moment, because she's been, one, beating herself up for this for so long. Yes, yeah. And also, thinking she was so alone and trying to figure this out with her meds right and adrian comes in Mm -hmm. he's like yeah so like i'm perfect i have an alcohol abuse problem i but like other than that i have everything under control and like like, i feel great so So that's a great way to live and how about we just ease you off these meds and make you powerful again yeah just like go horseback riding just like do yoga and meditation right if you just drink more water i think you'll be fine (laughs) i think (laughs) Yeah, then you'll be able to, like, go into Rose's dreams, too. Right. Yeah. And wouldn't that be so fun? We could have little dream parties. We could just vibe. And you can, and it'll like, be great. stay gold forever, pony boy. Like, it'll be fine. Right. <laughs> exactly. And you won't have the crushing, like, mental turmoil that you've had for years, it seems. Right. Um, that you you've literally had to medicate for. Lissa. No. You're not depressed. You just, just need, need to go on morning cigarettes. walks. Yeah, and glow cigarettes. <laughs> That's the secret right there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, Adrian, God. Adrian, listen, you are making some points in the sense of her not beating herself up about this. Right. But maybe she can also use her meds too. How about yeah, that? how about we don't, uh, you know, substitute one addiction for another, my friend. Yeah. How about we don't we... do that? What if we don't discount her doctor? How about right. that? How about we try to find a healthy ways <laughs> to do this, you know, in a way that benefits everyone? Yeah. And not when she is afraid for her boyfriend and her bond babe. And is in like, the most vulnerable position. Yeah, to at least hear them or see them. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So that's not great. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of that. Where he's like, just come with me on this magic carpet. I'll teach you everything. Yeah, and you'll be full of, you'll be free of all of your ailments and your <laughs> your mental woes. Uh, it's like, Adrian, stop it. Adrian, no. Okay? I don't like this. It's, not this a fan. It's not going to end well. All right? No. Um, but that is unfortunately where we leave off here. Yeah. So um, who knows? Things will probably get quite bad. I yeah, can only assume. We're in the end game now. Um, and frankly, friends, I don't know how they're going to get themselves out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know what's going to happen. Because it seems pretty bad. Rose told Adrian was like, I'm in a house. There's no windows. I don't even think that she said Spokane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, what? Okay. <laughs> but... You know, we have a couple more chapters left of this book, so we'll yeah. see from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have some amazing patrons to thank as we go into this new year. Would you Hell yeah. like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. <laughs> thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Bam, 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 bam. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Rebecca Cohen. Ow, ow. Yeah. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. (laughs) Thank you to our unofficial intern, Taylor Brown. Uh. Town. Uh. Uh. Yes. Yes. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh. Mm. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Alexandra Ozera. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Thank you to Aaron Weber. Thank you to Clara Belikov. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Katya Cart. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Samara? 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 I'd love it if you told us. Mm, thank you, Samara. I will say both. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Just we have a clean one. Ew. <laughs> thank you to my mom. Uh, your mom. Uh, our mom. Yes. Kelly Beck. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Laura Forty. Burr, burr, thank you to Abby Penn. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Catherine Hathaway. And last but not least, thank you to Dan Zeklos. Ooh. Ooh. I found this fanfiction for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, this is by the author Sparkling Twilight. And it is titled, okay. All I Want for Christmas is You. Nice. The summary is, Hello? um okay this the summary is she just wants one thing for christmas 10 years after having her heart broken bella's created a new life for herself in new york will a chance encounter with a familiar face convince her it's time to finally come home for the holidays and this was published december 10th of 2009 damn i know okay (laughs) uh So we are in chapter one. Two weeks later, Bella had arrived home to find a giant package sitting in front of her door. One look at the return address and she knew it was from Alice. When she'd opened it, she found a simple paper folded in half and containing a note written in her bubbly scrawl. Don't thank me, just wear it to the ball. It'll look spectacular on you. See you under the mistletoe, Alice. 
That's how she found herself two weeks later, arriving at the festively decorated banquet hall, wrapped in a shimmering wine-colored dress made of the softest silk that flowed over her skin like water. It was beautiful in its design with a cow neckline, fitted bodice that cinched in the back, and had champagne beaded lace trim at the waist. Stepping out of the limo that Alice had sent to retrieve her from the hotel just outside of Forks, she felt beautiful for the first time since he'd, that's italicized, told her she was breathtaking at her senior prom. He'd returned from college in Seattle just to escort her to the school function, and she was positive that night that he felt something for her that was more than friendship, just as she did for him, as she always had for him. And so Oh. I know. Okay. So there are over 8,000 words in this. So if you are looking Damn. Yeah. for a little bit of a New Year's treat, that is yeah. there for you. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Holly's very excited for some fan fiction. Yeah, she's pro fan fiction. Yeah. Read. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you the whole time she's been reading all the filth. <laughs> No, I didn't know that you knew how to read. Um, anyways, folks, um, I hope that you all have a great new year with us and no one yes. else. Yes. Um, and if I can, you know, enjoy yourself or whatever. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And you know what? Enjoy some whipped cream on us. Ooh, get whipped cream. Get okay. whipped cream. Nice. <laughs> <Very> nice. <laughs> Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.